Hello. It is a gloomy Monday, uh, April 19th. Uh, you are listening to Gridiron Zero's podcast. I'm your host, Lucas. The show won't be gloomy. I'm your no. other host, Al Scott. <laughs> uh, on this week's episode, we're going to talk about uh, some general NFL news, uh, including Alex Smith's retirement. Uh, James Conner to the Cardinals. Uh, Bengals got some new uniforms we're going to mm-hmm. chat about. And um, for our weekly topical segment, we're also going to break down some win totals projected from Caesars and William Hill. Uh, some really interesting ones that we don't quite jive with or maybe do. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, with the draft uh, a little under or a little over a week away, uh, we're going to go over who we believe the line should be taking at seven or if they should be taking anybody at seven. Uh, so stick around and uh, thanks for listening. All right, so breaking news today, Alex Smith, uh, who was – was he released from Washington or did he just become a free agent? He's a free agent. I don't know. Sorry, he was released. He was yeah. released, yeah. So he ends up uh, retiring. Uh, how many years did he play? 11 or something like that? Yeah, he was the number one overall pick in the 2005 NFL draft. So I think it was a 16-year career for him because yeah, he missed so. some time, so the, the numbers aren't quite. He's turning 37 next month. God, that doesn't seem right. Him and Aaron Rodgers are in the same class, man. There was a, God, Aaron Rodgers is 37. It's the infamous draft where Alex Smith was the number one overall selection and Aaron yeah. Rodgers sunk you know, way down to the Packers. And uh, Aaron Rodgers' favorite team growing up was the 49ers, and yeah. he was there was rumor that he might be the number one pick. I think they went so far as to telling him that he was going to be the number one overall pick by the 49ers. And then they ended up taking Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what, what do you think about him walking away? Uh, I like the move. Um, it's probably nice for like him and his wife to like finally just call it quits, you know? And he kind of, he kind of goes out on top in like in his terms. Goes out on a high note. I'd say. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, he won comeback player of the year this year. Um, which is like well deserved, considering that uh, you know he had a, a dismembered leg. Uh, that yeah, that injury for him was was beyond brutal. Um, not only just the injury itself during the game, but in all the surgeries and stuff afterwards. Yeah. Which he had multiple. Um, apparently, there was a horrible infection. He had I to think deal he with almost too. had to get it amputated. Yeah, it was yeah. really really close to you know to that point. And the fact that he could come back from that and be a starter in the NFL again is and uh, play like pretty decent football. He went five and one with yeah. Washington this year as a starter, and then he went down again. But yeah. um, no, this felt like the right time. I think it's just uh, we we speculated a couple shows ago about what could be a what, landing yeah. spot for him, and you know I brought up the point being like he it's not really for him. What's the best fit for me? It's more like who's going to give me a call? Yeah, because he's at a point in his career where he's not the most attractive option at quarterback just because of his age, his severe injury history, and just where a lot of teams are at right now with QB. So it's not too surprising of a move to see him walk away. Um, super illustrious career. He had a, you know, a pretty, 
I'd say pretty mixed tenure with the Niners as quarterback. When Harbaugh got there, he was pretty was up and down. He's pretty darn good. And then when he went to KC, when he got traded there with Andy Reid, I'd say that was the highlight of his career. Those those you know four or five seasons in KC, like yeah, they probably. were they were a really good team. He turned his you know he turned his image around quite a bit. He was kind of considered a bust, honestly, out of San Francisco early on, and he only got better with age. So um, that injury obviously kind of derailed things as you know he got to Washington to who knows if he was the plan for how long he really only played there as the starter for I don't even think a full year but yeah I'm uh, reading it now he suffered a a compound leg fracture he had to have 17 surgeries uh, which stemmed to an infection in his right leg uh, which was nearly amputated Uh, so that's just that is wild 17 surgeries when have you ever heard somebody having 17 surgeries? I don't know. I, I feel like I hear like five or six for athletes a lot. Like Sometimes. But yeah. like I've never heard 17. That's, yeah. that's a ton. That's, that's wild. Jeez Louise. What do you think, uh, what do you think Alex Smith's uh, – his legacy as an NFL quarterback will be defined as? Coming back from that injury. You think so? It has to be at that point. I, w- I, I mean, say- he never played in a Super Bowl or anything like that, right? He did not because the year that the 49ers won the Super Bowl was capped. Yeah, yeah. so um, I I would say the same. Uh, I, I'd say yeah. second would probably be him being uh, that mentor figure for Patrick Mahomes when Mahomes got to KC. I think that's a pretty like it's a pretty well known story at this point that a lot of I think a lot of teams like the Dolphins are trying Isn't to kind it? of re- I, yeah I think it is. I mean he was he, only there for a year. Yeah, but I mean Mahomes is obviously so good that they yeah. moved on from Alex Smith, but like. I guess in all, that year, all the quotes that come out from Mahomes yeah. about him just say he, he, the dude is an awesome mentor figure, and you know never shied away from showing him the ropes, and really was a really positive like uh, influence for him when he got in the NFL. And I think you see teams like Miami like try and do that with like Fitzpatrick and Tua, like they're trying to kind of maybe recreate yeah. that magic a little bit. But yeah, yeah I'd, I'd say the, the injury thing and maybe being the number one overall pick, those two would probably define yeah. his his NFL legacy. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, well, moving on to the next uh, bit of news, uh, running back James Conner uh, signs with – I didn't even know he was a free agent. He's almost forgotten about, uh, honestly. Yeah, yeah. so forgotten about. But he signs with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, they find a replacement for Kenyon Drake, who I believe went to the Raiders. He did. Um, what do you think of the signing? Uh, well, like you, I forgot that he was even a free agent. Uh, God. So – I'm trying to think now because the Cardinals did lose Kenyon Drake. They have, they have uh, him and they I, have, I pulled it up. Chase Edmonds. Yeah, that, okay, yeah. that's who I thought was there. ESPN currently has Chase Edmonds RB1, James Conner RB2, which is a little shocking to me. Well, if, if that's the case, I, I got to say this on paper looks like one of the worst backfields in the NFL. <laughs> I'm not even yeah. trying to be mean or anything. I'm just like James Conner has got a pretty checkered injury history himself. And, yeah. you know, he – Pittsburgh gave him every opportunity to be the guy. I was going to say, you know, even when he wasn't injured, he really, like, he had a bad year last year. He he was, like, when he got on the scene, he, like, was electric. But yeah. then he, he faded out pretty quickly. Pretty quickly. Um, so, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to think of it, to be honest. I don't know what to think of Chase Edmonds either. I didn't, yeah. I didn't see too much last year that was super impressive from him. I mean, he's a promising young back, I, I guess. But, like, I didn't see, like, a – DeAndre yeah, Swift-esque, like, stuffer. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see anything like that to make me think that he's enough. So they had to bring someone else in, and it seems like it's a pretty pretty sparse pickings out there yeah. at this point. So maybe they'll dress up in the draft a little bit too and 
they have a three-headed backfield that will be good, I guess. But I'm, I mean, I, I, I bet it was a cheap deal, right? It's got to be pretty one year. So I don't think uh, the money came out for it. But if you can get him for a good price, I'd say yeah. that's sure. He's a, he's a body yeah. to put back there, but I don't really put much stock into it, to be honest. No, either do I. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting is now looking at Pittsburgh's backfield, who uh, I think all they have is um, freaking Benny Snell. Yeah. Uh, I don't know of another player. They had a rookie last year, uh, right? They might have. Anthony McFarlane. They had him last year. My probably oh, took, him, <laughs> took him in fantasy because everyone was saying he's going to be a sleeper because James Conner gets hurt all the time and – didn't yeah. really happen. Uh, so Benny Snell, who I don't think was bad last year. Eh, I don't know. The name Pittsburgh was so up and down. <laughs> Benny Snell does not exactly inspire confidence no. within me. So. Anthony McFarlane, uh, Kalen Balage, which that's a throwback. He was a Dolphins yeah. player. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's pretty interesting. Pittsburgh seems like they they have a knack for just finding offensive pieces that'll fit. So definitely in the wide receiver spot, one hundred percent. They haven't had that true, you know, workhorse running back since Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. yeah. So and like, dude, it's so crazy to think about uh, James Conner because when Bell like started holding out and everything, James Conner was phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. If He's why they let him go to New York, I would imagine. Yeah. You, know, you got to think. So, I mean, I don't know if it was uh, strictly the offensive line, but at the same time, I really don't know how much has changed with the offensive line in Pittsburgh since then. Um, the only thing that's really changed is they lost Mike Pouncey. Uh, yeah. Retired. I was going to say. Who's their best offensive yeah. lineman, hands down. I do remember hearing that. So, if anything, it's it's going to be harder for a guy to come on the scene. And it, I don't know. Pittsburgh's in a weird spot. They Didn't they bring Juju back on a one-year deal, too? Yeah. Like it's, so, they're kind of at a crossroads, seemingly, with Big Ben, with Juju, with a questionable running you know, back tandem mm-hmm. and like, it's kind of a weird spot to be. I wouldn't be shocked if they took somebody in the draft. Like, but I think they drafted Benny Snell like last year too. No, I think, I think it was just Anthony McFarlane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What if like a, like a Najee Harris is sitting there, you know? Yeah. Like that'd be a great fit. He's, he's a beast. Yeah. Um, They're picking later. So he would, not, not like super late, but he might be, he might be there on the board. I don't him. remember what, uh, what I, where I saw it. Um, but somebody texted me a list of like the top running backs in the draft, and he wasn't even number one. That's, Apparently, there's some guy from North Carolina. North Carolina, he had two North Carolina running backs in the top like six for running backs, which uh, I was like, I didn't even know North Carolina had that kind of horsepower they, in the backfield. They must be grinding the tape then, because Najee Harris is the only guy that has been breaking headlines for, from my yeah. social feed all year long, nonstop. So. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about? New uniforms. Let's do it. Cincinnati came out with, uh, this can't be true, the uh, New Jerseys for the first time since 2004? Yeah, actually, that is true. How is that possible? They haven't had a single New Jersey? They've they've done, because since 2004, there's obviously been a bunch of like turnover from like Reebok to Nike and like yeah. some Color Rush stuff in between, just little tweaks in between that it's kept the, that design like, updated but essentially no it's been it's really been the same since like the Carson Palmer Chad Jocinko era which wow is pretty wild that I, is so wild and I mean those jerseys were not great 
Yeah, they weren't the worst. They weren't the worst, but every you know every I think the rule in the league is like you gotta wait like five years or something like to, to make switch. Updates. Yeah, to make updates to your jersey. So like teams like, like major updates. Teams like the Bucks are like, all right, we're doing a complete overhaul. Yeah, like every five years. Up. Yeah. And, and then you have teams who stick on it for oh I don't know how long was it sixteen years for the Bengals? That's that's crazy. That is so wild. But uh, overall thoughts, uh, I mean, I yeah. think they're an improvement, I guess. Uh, I think they're kind of boring, to be honest with you. They're not super Nothing exciting. Nothing really pops out to you? Some of the comments I was seeing on, on Instagram were saying that it's like, oh, it's the Cincinnati Bears, like Chicago Bengals, like that the, they look really similar to, to the Bears jerseys. And I think it's just the numbers that look really similar. And, like, they also have an orange, like, variant, like the Bears. I'm looking at the orange uh, jersey with the white pants, and the white pants have, like, orange stripes running down the side. That that looks a lot like Chicago's uniform right there, so I can't blame them there. But I think they look pretty sharp. I really like the white on white. Definitely think it's an upgrade, but uh, I'm also kind of surprised that they they kept the um, the helmet the same. They didn't change that at all. They, no. It's the exact same helmet. And that's a pretty bland helmet too. I'm not a big yeah. fan of that one. Yeah, you know, just some stripes running down it. I feel like they could do better. Uh, how about this? They have. I'm looking through the team's website. They got Chad Ochocinco like repping the New Jerseys too. Yeah, he they released a video and he was like modeling the jerseys for them yeah. basically, and like in the production day shoot with the players and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, he's like Slezik lighting up a big stogie at the beginning. Like it's just yeah, it's like anything to get people to talk about our team, we'll do. And you know, Ochocinco is always a conversation starter. If people are like, he could still play, still play. He, he look probably good. could, man. He did look good in the uniform. He probably could. He line. definitely wouldn't be like first or second string, but he could probably get in there. T. Higgins has some balls while wearing 85 after you know, I know. Ocho. That's, That's pretty wild. That is pretty wild. All right. Uh, you want to talk about uh, win totals? Yes. Okay, now uh, switching over to our topical segment of the week, the uh, sportsbook Caesar William Hill DraftKings FanDuel Barstool Sportsbook um, released. It, oh, sorry, right. it's all one no, sportsbook. Wow. No, <laughs> it's just uh, Caesar's William Hill. Um, they released their initial win totals for every team in the league. Um, so we're just going to go over eight teams that kind of popped out to us and explain whether we would take the over or the under. I will say um, this is an exciting uh, moment in the show for us because when we were playing it out, we really wanted uh, sports betting to be an aspect of it. And we really haven't had much to talk about with no, it thus far. And unfortunately it's legal in Michigan where we live now. So it's all the rage here. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to get into it. It's going to be fun. Me too. Absolutely. Uh, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. I can go first. Uh, the, the team that um, initially surprised me when I was kind of reading over these totals was uh, was New England with, with nine wins. Um, well, uh, let me get your thoughts on it before I say why I was surprised. Uh, under, if Cam Newton starts. Real, geez, I, yeah, I'm taking over on it. Really? Yeah. Uh, this All the moves that they made in free agency, like Bill doesn't spend a lot of money, but when he mm. has in the past – it's led to people like Stefan Gilmore and like pretty good play like out of high price tag players. And they added a lot 
this season. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're not done at quarterback. I'm assuming they're going to add another. Okay, option. so like I'll say if if they do draft somebody, if they get Justin Fields at like ten, I'll say over. I think that they'll probably be able to do something with that. But me, me personally, I think Bill, after watching Tom go win the Super Bowl last year with Tampa, and oh God, it reignited the debate of who's who's <laughs> why, you know, why yeah. New England was a dynasty. Like, yeah. this is like all show everyone. Yeah, you know? like I, I, dude, I that actually goat, fits man. so perfectly. So putting that in, okay, I'm like, yeah, he's not gonna let that happen. You kind of convinced me. I'm kind of on your side now. But again, like I just think Cam Newton is. So bad that it's going to be tough for that offense to produce numbers, even with Hunter Henry and uh, who else did they sign? Was it Delaney Walker? Uh, no, no, John New. Another, another tight end, a Titans tight end. Yeah, I know. I, I, Delaney Walker. He's. A, I think he's from? still out there. So yeah, he's still playing. But no, I, I think Bill's going to be on the revenge tour. And uh, yeah, I mean, just the tight end combo alone. I mean, bring re you know resurgence of the dominant two tight end scheme from. The New England offense, like that, could be spicy. Like they got, a, they got a really good defense, even with special helper assistant coach Matt Tricia, whatever he's doing over there. I think he's not actually not even involved in coaching over there right now. But I think he's involved with something. He's. A, yeah, I remember some seeing some thing. sort of tweet out there saying that he was he had his grummy hands all over it. But nine just felt low to me, so I, I would take the over, and I, I would I would imagine that they're gonna they're gonna make a move with QB in the draft. They finally have to like it's just yeah. they can't keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, it's not an option. No, that's super interesting. The only the other downfall with that is their division is really like they used to have easily the worst division in football. They're they're the third best is, in this division now. Yeah. Because Buffalo's the best, Miami's second best. They're at three. Well, based off last year's standings, I don't right. know if I would actually put Miami above New England. Maybe like right now. It's, I would put them like neck and neck. If we're working off of last year. If we're I'd working say, off of last year, absolutely. But Patriots probably had like an off year. And, and the, I think that they'll probably bounce back and have a better record than Miami this year. And the Jets, even with Zach Wilson, they got they got work yeah, to do. So they have they're do. they're not going to be competitive for a couple of years. But uh, who's your first team? Uh, I think this one's kind of shocking. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, six total wins. I would say over. Oh, wow. uh, I'm buying into that team kind of hard. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. The questionable Urban Meyer, I think that would be really interesting to see how those two mesh. I, I imagine that they'll run a very uh, college-like offense. They spent some money, too. In yeah, the they did. So they made some huge improvements. They got Marvin in at wide receiver right now, who is a good wide receiver. They got James Robinson, who's a good running back. They also got um, – God, who's the receiver they had for uh, DJ Chark? I they mean, got DJ Chark. Marvin, they got some nice good combo. weapons. On the offensive side, and then they just spent a ton on free agency uh, with the defense. They got Shaquille Griffin, Rayshon Jenkins, Roy Robertson Harris, and uh, uh, Jihad Ward. So I probably just butchered that name. It's all right, though. Uh, man, it would have been actually like a really good defensive line if they, if they still had Ngakwe. Ngakwe. Okay, well, here's where I sit on it. Um, they, like six wins for a Jags team. For Jaguar standards, you know, minus the flash in the pan AFC championship year, uh, yeah, six and ten by. is about a pretty like average Jags season. Like mm-hmm. that's like a 
better than average Jag season, actually, probably, because they're usually finishing with, you know, four or five wins or lower. And, like, I think it's a lot to expect in the first year of Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence for them to go over six. But they would have to go, like, seven and nine. If Trevor Lawrence is as good as advertised and he truly is the next, you know, Andrew Luck level QB to come into the draft, I mean, Andrew Luck led the Colts like so turn, he turned to the playoffs like the first year quickly. Yeah. And like he wasn't just a part, he like led them there. And like they were, they picked a number one for a reason. They were yeah. a bad team the year before. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I have enough like, confidence in the Jaguars to make that big of a leap in a year, but they are in the right division for it. The FCS yeah. South is always kind of crap. Like oh. the Texans are a dumpster fire. Texans are a dumpster fire. The other two teams. So <laughs> Colt Colts are the only Colts ones are... that I would say are like powerhouse. The Titans, who knows? Oh, we'll say Titans are definitely a powerhouse. They won the division last year over the Indianapolis Colts. That's true. I mean, I, I just have a hard time believing. I don't know, man. I've got a hard time believing they're going to do it three straight years. Just be like a really good dominant team. Which just they did lose some people too. I'll give you that. Yeah, they had to make some cuts on defense. I think so. Yeah. That was already kind of a area that. The Although they did done. sign Bud Dupree, so that's true. Uh, what's your second team? My second team is the Browns, uh, and this is maybe not a well-known fact on the show, but I am an avid Baker Mayfield supporter. I, I, I love the guy. I love his energy. I love everything he's he's done since he's been there. Maybe minus the fan heckling. That wasn't so cool. But uh, maybe the commercials, too. The commercials have been pretty bad. Uh, yeah. But minus those two things, I'm a big fan of him, and I'm a big fan of what they what they did last year with Kevin Stefanski. Um, the reason that I have them you know, on my list of kind of teams that surprised me is that I feel like, if anything, I would put more than 10 for them. They, yeah, they just added Jadeveon Clowney. Their offense is like and John Johnson the third, who is probably the best center uh, safety in free agency. Odell is presumably going to be back, and uh, I mean, who knows? With who him, knows? But <laughs> but if if he's <laughs> playing knows? at his true, you know, ceiling like level, like he'll be a he'll be yeah. a big contributor to that offense. They have some of the best tight end combos in the NFL. Like it's really just I can't even really even think of an area that's like. A bad area they for that are, team. They are very well put together. And well coached, finally. I don't know. I was going to say 10 wins the first year of a new coaching staff. That's like very, very good. And their first win in the playoffs in God knows how long. Yeah. I mean, in Pittsburgh. Like, and it was a fluky game, but they, they showed major improvement last year. Did they do that? Yeah, I remember it was like the 28 to nothing first quarter game in Pittsburgh. Like we're like the first snap so of the game. Season. The first snap of the game was fumbled and like uh, recovered yeah. for a touchdown. And it was, okay. it was You're crazy. Right. I went on a huge, huge gambling debt that, <laughs> that weekend. <laughs> that was I like lost, once I lost like five straight bets. Yeah, I, I put some money on the Browns because I was feeling it that game and I I felt so, you know, so gratified when they got that upset win and I got some money in the bank. But then I put it all back in against the Chiefs, and we all know how that went. So that wasn't uh, the smartest thing you've ever done. But yeah, overall, I'd but say I can't really talk. <laughs> I'd say ten seems uh, a little low. I'd, I'd maybe go the more the eleven, twelve range. They're in a tough division too, with with the Ravens and the Steelers, and yeah. presumably the Bengals will be better. Yeah. But who knows? They're still pretty pretty bad. They're picking at five. Yeah. So uh, but yeah, that's how I felt about them. All right, um, my second team is. The Denver Broncos, they're projected at seven and a half. Now, 
I just don't see them getting eight wins. I don't think that's going to be possible. I assume that they're still going to be rocking with Drew Luck. 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 And I just I don't see it with him. He had a lot of bad games last year. They're, they're going to need to get more than that for that current coaching staff to keep their jobs because yeah. I think Vic Fangio's on year like three now, and they have not been very good since he got there. Yeah, and probably probably one of the toughest divisions to play in. I'd, I'd arguably the toughest. Uh, yeah. Like I'd say that the NFC West and the AFC West are probably the two toughest, yeah. really. KC, Oakland. Uh, L.A. Chargers, not San Diego. And Chargers are decent now. No, like, they are. With, with Herbert. I mean, they were decent before, but then yeah. they just got a they got a possibly fresh, generational yeah. quarterback. You know, really quarterback, fresh so, quarterback. Uh, they're in a very tough division. They don't have a figure out a quarterback. They got an aging defense. Who knows with Von Miller? I mean, does that guy even still play? He he's. I think they brought him back on the a one-year deal with a franchise tag or something. Like they brought him back, uh, but he's not – I think he's got legal trouble and injury issues. <laughs> Let's just say he's not like the coveted player that no. he once was there. Uh, he's still, Definitely you know, productive not. for sure. I mean, no. he's still getting good numbers, but no, they have way too many question marks. And uh, I, I, I'm with you on this one. I, I don't think they, they pass like, I don't think they pass seven for sure. I mean, no. I, I'd be amazed if they did because of everything we just outlined. Yeah. What's your 13? Uh, keeping in the AFC West, uh, I got the Las Vegas Raiders at eight wins, um, which was shocking to me. I mean, I know that they've they've lobbed off all of their veteran offensive linemen and made a ton of a ton of moves. As of the time of this recording, they just like a couple days ago released uh, Maurice Hurst, who's like a twenty five year old defensive tackle who's like a good player. Like they're making a lot of head scratcher moves in this offseason. They didn't re sign Nelson Aguilar, who was Arguably their best receiver on the field last year, uh, but Derek Carr still looks really good. But what, why you know I have it on my list here is because uh, this is year four for John Gruden. It's time. It's time to go. Yeah. Like it, this is bull. Like they, it cannot. I know they signed to a ten-year deal, but like you're almost halfway through when you even sniffed the playoffs last year. They were, you know, they were competitive throughout the year, and they they were at times looking like they would they would find their way into the into the postseason, but it all just crumbled. That defense fell apart at the end of the year, even from a strong year from Derek Carr and their offense looked pretty good at times, but like, like what are we doing? Eight wins. I mean, that seems way too low to me. Um, they lost five of seven uh, down the stretch last year and five of six down the stretch in uh, 2019. So they always like seem to come out hot but then just cool way down. Um, but I think, uh, God, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to say, like, this is the year that they're going to do it because, I mean, like you said, they, they've made some some interesting moves uh, this year. They have I, a I good outright, core. I'd say outright bad moves on yeah. paper. I mean, I don't know what goes on in the locker room of the Las Vegas Raiders, but, like, I'm seeing those names off the roster, and I'm like, Who's going to fill those those key spots for them at a team that was actually pretty competitive in a lot of games last year? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. Maybe I that's guess I would. I guess I would probably go under two on that. Maybe that's no. I'm, I think they should go over. I think it should be over eight. I think it should be it, like I'm saying they're at the point here where they they need to be. 
Okay. So, but like if you were betting money on it, would you bet under? No, I would take over. It's go. It's go time. It's go the time. Way, the team. way that you just described everything made it sound like <laughs> you hate this team. Well, <laughs> I I'm very confused about the moves that they've made, but the timetable of this rebuild is at the point now where it's go time. It's what I'm saying. Like they they should be a playoff team right now. They've looked like they were parts of last year. They looked like they were parts of the year before. Now it's time to put the pieces together. It's confusing and I think bad moves that they're making the offseason to to be a playoff team, but I think it's time for them to be. And if I was a betting man, I'd have to say Gruden will surprise Very us. Very confusing we'll, over. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry, I was gonna Well, they're a confusing team. I mean, yeah, say, I mean that you know? fits. Yeah. yeah. All right, I like that. Um, all right, my next team, uh, uh Bizarro Philadelphia Eagles, uh seven. I would hammer that on under i could not tell you they went 411 and one last year they got rid of carson wentz who was being replaced by jalen hurts uh who knows if that's going to be better it from like the brief games that he played last year it did seem like he was better than carson wentz but even at that like I really don't understand why they think that they're going to tack on, you know, three more wins, possibly even four more wins. Cause I mean, you don't want to push. So, I mean, to go from four eleven and one, lose your uh, starting quarterback, you fire your head coach, bring in some no name, which I guess we kind of did that too, but. Uh, well, we bought in a Super Bowl champion, no name. Oh, you're talking about this time around. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just it doesn't uh, it doesn't seem right. I really don't under, like that franchise. Seems like an absolute dumpster fire at the moment. Yeah, no confusion on this one. I, I'm in, in complete agreement with you. Yeah. Uh, every single thing that they've done in the last six months, trading down, towards, yeah, uh, out of the uh, top ten, didn't make a whole lot of sense to me either. Nothing that they've done has told me that they're that they're going to progress. It's all moves that make them seem like they're going to regress. Yeah. And in the worst division in football, they stick out like a sore thumb to me when it comes to progression. You can see progress with the three other teams very clearly. Like You can tell that New York's getting better. You can tell that Dallas, like when they're healthy, they're a team that, you know, should be feared. And you can, Easily tell that. I mean, Washington made the playoffs. I mean, you can easily tell they took a big jump last year. They they're ready to take a big jump if they can get right in the quarterback position. What an absolute uh, like crumbling of this of this team, the Super Bowl champion team from a couple years ago. Wild, and they still have a handful of players from that from that team. Actually, more than a handful, probably. They got quite a few players from that that team still. But it's hard to believe that only a couple years removed, they're they're basically at a spot where. I, I'm not going to pick them for more than five no. wins. I mean, I really can't do that. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts, I, I really – that is a big question mark to play starting quarterback, in my opinion. For what it's worth, he did look better than Wentz last year. Yeah. But I have a feeling it's because <laughs> Wentz was so bad. Wentz had a really bad year, <laughs> but also Wentz – Wentz probably just checked out at a certain point yeah. and was just done and not wanting to do this anymore. And Jalen Hurts is like, this is my shot. 
probably, you know, to, he wanted to, to go out and ball out. Yeah. And I think that they got a little creative with the play calling because Jalen Hurts is a little bit different of a skill set than Carson Wentz. Yeah. So he's a he's a big part of it, man. If if they're going to be anything like oh, 100%. he's going to have to play really well. Big part of it, and uh, I. I didn't see enough last year to make me think that they're going to be better than last year. There was one game, though, if I'm remembering correctly, that he played really well down the stretch of the game. Was that Saints it might game? have been. I think it was that Saints game. It was, it was either them or I want to say it was Arizona. Did they play Arizona last year? I, don't I can't know. remember. Who cares? Uh, what's your next team? Keeping it in the East, uh, I got the Giants here with seven wins. Um yeah, I, I'm maybe I'm just I don't know all these teams, all four of my teams. I just realized uh, I'm picking the over on it. I, I feel like mm-hmm. they, I feel like that they're better they're than make seven. A big, big jump this year, you think? They're getting Saquon back. They got Kenny Galladay. They got a good defense. They got a head coach who's not a rookie anymore and who did a pretty good job last year. Yeah, and they flashed last year big time in a couple games. That Seattle win was huge. Um, I, yeah, I see no reason for them to to just keep it keep it under seven wins. I think they're going to hit that over. No question. Interesting stat. They uh, won six games last season with an offense that scored the second fewest points per game. I, I would 17 say, and a half. I would say similarly to Philly, the quarterback is a big question. Yeah. Daniel Jones has shown some stuff. He is definitely flashed way, way more than people probably thought. But yeah, he needs to take another step for them to be yeah. like a, a really, a really good competitive. And now I mean, like, they got the things around them. There's no arguing that. You have a, a solidified wide receiver one, some good backup wide receivers, a tight end one that is pretty well known in Evan Ingram and arguably one of the best running backs in the NFL. If he's still got that, you know, that juice with him, which I, he should. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. He's, he's still really young. He's very young. These these injuries uh, aren't nearly as career-ending yeah. as they used to be. Like, I think, I think Saquon will be fine. He'll bounce back and yeah. be good. So I agree with you. I think that uh, – And they're in the worst division of football. Probably, yeah. So yeah. it's, it's so, got to be worth something. Yeah. They get, it really, if they were hitting on all cylinders, they could probably like – Sweep the division. They could probably six sweep. wins right there. Right. So, yeah. and I think they can get two more <laughs> outside yeah. of the division, no doubt. You know, it's crazy to say, but I really think that the two strong points in that division this year are the Giants and Redskins. Football Dallas – Football team. Sorry. Sorry. Football team. Dallas is uh, – Kind of a question mark um, with Dak returning and that defense. Obviously, everybody wants to talk about the defense and how bad that is. But well, I don't think it's talked about enough with them too, and it pains me to say because I am a fan. But um, Zeke's production has gone down steadily over the last yeah. couple of years. He's I not- think their offensive line has also been not what it was when he started there. Yeah, they, they need they need some help in the draft, and um, yeah. they're just so inconsistent all the time. I, I think I think it's. It's not really fair to crown them the division title just because they have maybe on paper the most talented roster and talented quarterback. But mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I, I would say, honestly, I'd say it's either going to be the Giants or the football team to win the division, uh, assuming Fitzpatrick yeah, works so out. Too. But I think the Giants have a more steady, like steady roster. And I, for the last couple of years, they've been so bad. Like yeah. they've been so boring. I think to watch. they finished like bottom three like three or four years in a row. The death rattle of Eli's career yeah. going into Daniel Jones, like that like five-year span, they have been yeah. like so bad and unwatchable. 
and they're finally at a point they're now so where so boring. Really right? boring. Yeah. Really boring. It felt like they went from old Eli to, to baby Eli. Basically, yeah. they drafted Daniel Jones. They did like, like oh, a reverse God. or like a Benjamin Button kind <laughs> of deal with Eli, huh? Yeah. Uh, but now they are they got some juice, and I'm into it. So I am too. They got some juice on that offensive side, 100%. Uh, my last team, uh, our best friends, the Chicago Bears, uh, tallied at seven and a half wins. I would have to say under on this. I think this is the year that we really start to see this team dive. Um, they lost Kyle Fuller. Uh, probably having Andy Dalton run the show, which oh, who knows? I mean, he had some good years in Cincinnati. He had a couple games with Dallas last year that I don't know uh, how well he really did. Um, they still have a really solid – defense uh Cleo Mack, Akeem Hicks and Roquan Smith are all still there uh I think Eddie Jackson has actually kind of been downtrending ever since his first season um but like like I said Kyle Fuller uh no no more Kyle Fuller uh and a division that could be competitive this year between Minnesota and Green Bay I'm not going to toss this in that conversation it's a it's a bad recipe when you know two three years ago the bread and butter of the Bears was their defense spearheaded by Khalil Mack. Yeah. And their offense was competent enough to, to get the wrong wins. Yeah. I remember? Yes. Yeah. And they, they had enough to just – they had enough to get to the playoffs and, yeah. like, maybe have a chance. But now they're at a spot with a bad recipe of a defense that's trending downward and an offense that has definitely Hit trended downward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they, are, they have a quarterback who – no one has faith in really. Yeah. Like not even Chicago's fans probably have much faith in Andy Dalton to do anything. Well, I mean, what, they got Tariq Cohen, and didn't they draft somebody last year? They had Montgomery. Oh, David Montgomery. Yeah, they got right. him. Thank you. Um, I guess they got Allen Robinson. Um, well, I mean, <laughs> the guy can only do so much. And they actually don't even <laughs> yeah. want him there either. So. I know he like for sure acts like he doesn't want to be there, and they franchise tagged him, which is so crazy to me. They don't strike me as a team that. Uh, that's going to flash much this year. I mean, but it was weird because they, I mean, last year they started off like they, five and all. They did. I, they I mean, did. I think it was like five and one, but they also had the comeback win against us. So I guess a competent team scratched that one off the list. And they had a, like a very big comeback win against Atlanta. I want to say the next week. So against a competent team, scratch that off the list. They had a lot of games where they got, Kind of lucky, kind of bailed out. Yeah. So, but I mean, well, when they when they that fell also off, they fell a, off quick. Yeah, that's also an attest to them. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just I don't see it happening again this year. What they need, and like I I'm 100 sold on it. I even have the guy that I want them to take in the draft. They need to get a young quarterback, not in the first round, like later, just to have a security blanket in case Dalton is just Terrible. what we think he is, just average and not going to elevate them. Uh, they should look at a guy like Kellen Mond from Texas A&M. That dude has mm-hmm. actually looked pretty good in all of his pro days and has a lot of good tape, and he's not going to be a first-round selection from the sounds of it right now. Uh, you just get someone like that in there just to say, all right, well, if we're bottoming out here, then let's just let's just start Roll seeing what dice. we can do and, and re, you know, restart this thing maybe while we still have some pieces here. That's the only way that, that Nagy and, you know, Ryan Pace can keep their jobs is if they somehow hit a diamond in the run like, there. Oh, no, we got we got Kyle Trask from Florida yeah. sitting on the bench. 
just let us get one year with them. Let's see what we can do. See, that's what that's what that's what Bob Quinn um, didn't do. Um, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he should have taken a project guy that he's like, no, guys, at least you know I got this set up for us, and they maybe well, he maybe did some more time. David Blau. <laughs> all right, sorry. Apologies to all the Blau hearts. I, I apologize. But, all the boil makers. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I definitely see the under on this one. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk lines draft. Let's go. All right, now we're going to talk a little bit about um, what we want the Lions to do with the seventh overall pick in the NFL draft. Um, last week, uh, during our topical segment, Al asked me uh, a little nice little trivia question uh, about who led the league in passing yards last year, which was Deshaun Watson. Uh, nailed it. Yeah, he nailed it so quickly. I definitely, definitely did not have to add it no. out. Several minutes of dead air. Definitely didn't to guess. Have to do that. No. Um, <laughs> so. I'm going to ask the question this week. Can you name me the top three picks from the 2006 draft? Oh, God. Uh, First overall was Houston. Second was New Orleans. Third was Tennessee. uh, 2006. J.J. Watt? Oh. No? What are the next two? Reggie Bush. Yeah. And uh, I have no clue. I don't know. Dude, this is so insulting that you cannot remember the third pick for the Tennessee Titans with a quarterback. Oh, Vince Young. There you oh, go. Okay, yeah. First name was the one that was pretty questionable. It was Mario Williams. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Who, like, okay. really didn't have, like, that phenomenal of a career. Definitely well, not a number one overall. Yeah, Houston's had a couple of uh, – Notable defensive end, so that was a that was a, a blunder on my part. But yeah, he was he was he was really good with them. He also played for the Bills for a little while too. Yeah. But uh, man, Jadavion Clowney and JJ uh, Watt was definitely not a first overall. No, I, yeah, I I was grasping straws there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so as a punishment, I get to go first. Okay, um, so the seventh overall draft. I think the first thing that I would want us to do is trade down uh, and draft Micah Parsons. Um, the thing that I'm struggling with is now at this point is who trades up to seven. Um, because at that point, uh, three quarterbacks are probably going to be off the board. Uh, I have to imagine I'm sticking with it. I think that the offensive tackle is going to be off the board. Um, Peninsula. Yes. Uh, and then I think at that point, Pitts and part or, uh, Pitts and Chase, Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase are going to be off the board as well, or at least one of them. Uh, I, yeah, I have to tend to agree with you. Uh, we're not in a good spot anymore to trade down. Really? No. Uh, our options before San Fran traded up were, were much more promising and potentially lucrative, but our best bet to trade down, I think, is if San Francisco does end up taking Mac Jones and Justin Fields is still on the board. Looking at the order right here. So if that happened, let's let's run through this. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, number one, most likely. Zach Wilson, number two, most, most likely. likely. You're saying Mac three Jones. Like, it's a question mark, but let's, yeah. let's, for the sake of it, say it's Mac Jones at three. Mm. So you have the Falcons, the Bengals, the Dolphins, and then we're at seven. Now – None of those three teams need a quarterback. No. 
And Atlanta is the one where people are like, Atlanta might take a quarterback. So, okay. But really, I haven't seen anything about them taking Justin Fields. I haven't like either. If they take a quarterback, they're taking Trey Lance. They seem like they're ready to, to just, you know, strap in with, with Matt Ryan and they're kind of, they're kind of ride or die with him. Um, I, I don't think it's going to happen. So I think a Justin Fields could be there at, you know, at, um, at four. So, I, but I could see a team like the Bengals or the or the Dolphins wanting to trade out too. I mean, we're we're just far enough back mm. where it's it's not looking great for us. My thing is like I don't know who would want to trade up at this point because really, I mean, I can see New England, but if we trade to fifteen, I don't think we would get Micah Parsons. Um, and then Minnesota doesn't need one. The Chargers don't need one. Philly. I could see them taking one, but probably not. New York doesn't need one. So really, I don't think many teams would be willing to trade up at that point. Um, so taking Micah Parsons um, at seven wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to me, but I understand where people are coming from. Well, okay, but you're saying that you ideally would want them to trade Trade back. down and draft him, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I don't see a scenario really here anymore where it, it can yeah. happen. I mean, I, I it sucks, but I think the ship has sailed now. No. I think that San Fran trade had such huge implications for the draft, for the top yeah. 10. I think it just true. really set us up to uh, probably not be able to trade out. And if, if we do, um, I don't think we're going to get nearly as much as we, we could have at that point. Um, so I guess draft Micah Parsons at seven. Well, I guess that's my my first hope. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to jump into. Um, I mean, I, I had trade back, you know, written down on in my notes too. But um, th- this might be kind of surprising. Uh, but I think the move, assuming that they won't be able to trade back and they're going to be sticking at seven, um, I want them to take Rashawn Slater, uh, who's one of the offensive linemen, who's the second, probably probably the second best. I think Penny Sewell and him are, are pretty darn close. I think Penny Sewell kind of kind of wins out. Just I've heard his name a lot more in the lead up to the draft, and he did miss last year. He didn't play last year because of you know COVID and stuff. But uh, he's he's most likely going to be the number one offensive lineman off the board. But Slater, he's a close second. Uh, everyone is really really liking him. He's he's probably going to be a, a top twelve ish pick and. You know, I, I the reason I want them to take him, I, I would want Penny Sewell if he was there, but I'm assuming that he's not. So I'm saying Slater because if we can just have another anchor on this offensive line, we'll have him, we'll have Ragnow, we'll have Jonah Jackson, and we'll have Taylor Decker. I mean, in my eyes, that's an elite offensive line in the NFL. Like in a couple of years when those younger guys are fully developed and we have, we talked about on the show before, when Jared Goff has a good offensive line, he, he produces better of a better running game. I think it's a core foundation piece that is really going to like make this rebuild go a lot quicker. And I do understand the holes. I understand that we have basically every hole on the, on the roster, you know, but I think if we can have one legitimate elite position group, that's going to, that's going to expedite things. I really do think that. I can see where you're coming from. I really, I'm not rooting for that. It's a boy. It's not a sexy yeah. pick. It's not a sexy pick at all. And uh, considering where our line is at now, um, I think we fill one of the other holes. But I do, I do like the idea, and I wouldn't be upset with it if it was Penny. 
I, I would I mean I, I would prefer him, but yeah, I don't obviously. think he's going to be there. That's I why I don't want us to take an offensive lineman. I think, truth be told, I, I think he'll probably end up going to the Bengals at, at five. That's, I where, think, that's I think, where I have him pegged. Because they need to give Joe Burrow yeah. some protection because he just went through an injury his first year. And he's yeah. like, he is the a torn ACL, a bad his injury. First year. So they need to surround him. And if he's there, he's apparently a generational offensive lineman in the draft. So I'm, I'm assuming he's gone. But yeah. if, you know, if that does end up happening, then, yeah, Rashawn Slater is my pick for at seven. Um, the second ideal thing for for me would be taking Kyle Pitts at seven. I know that you have a huge issue with this because he's a tight end from Florida. You, you know but, what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you because um, believe it or not, I also had Kyle Pitts written down. Oh, really? Yeah. I so didn't. you're making a 180 on this? Well, okay. I, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you explain your 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 piece on him, but I right. I'll, I'll get into why I've kind of. I've put him here as a potential option. Uh, people would people that like don't know anything about the draft would really really hate this pick because he's listed as a tight end, um, but he's not a tight end. He can play tight end, and uh, I'm sure he would play it well. But this guy could probably line up at wide receiver. He uh, is, I think, six six, uh, like around 250 and runs uh, like under a 4-4. They had a comparison, a stack comparison between him and Calvin. The numbers were yeah. scary close. Like, yeah, he's so he's a huge dude that can really move. Um, I do, I would love to see him, uh, and I really think it would actually be really cool if they had a two-tight end system. I know that we don't know how to use tight ends, but maybe we'll change things around with Dan Campbell. But a two-tight end system with Hawk and Kyle Pitts – like that would be nasty. That'd be very cool. Even if even if it's not a two tight end system, if he's lining up, I'm fully for it. So Kyle Pitts, if not Jamar Chase, wouldn't be a bad alternative. I, I don't know why, but in my head, I kind of envision a, a two tight end system with the Lions. I don't picture it as like a Gronk and Hernandez. I picture it more as like a Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. It's not like it's not as sexy. It's not even that sexy. It's no. not even like like. They took Dallas Goddard, I think, at like fifteen. Like they took him at the top yeah. twenty, and uh, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's been worth it for sure. I don't no. think it's that piece that put them over the top. Well, I mean, if you're going to do a two tight end system, you got to do it well. Otherwise, it just looks like a ginormous waste. So uh, on the show to this point, I've I've been very adamantly not in the idea of Kyle Pitts, um, just because of the tight end draft history, the draft history from Florida, the school that he's played his football. Yeah, uh, we've got a bad track record with both. Um, I guess Hawk is, is kind of, you know, he's turning that ship around as far as tight end. Buffs. It's not horrible. He's looking pretty good. But um, the, the reason that I'm kind of, I'm, I'll say I'm warming up to the idea is because at seven, if he's there and if we can use him as an offensive weapon and not just shoehorned in as a second tight end and we can put him at receiver, we can do a lot of things with him. I mean, this offense does need help and he's got, arguably the best measurables of any pass catcher in the draft. So I, I guess it makes sense um, just for where, where we're at. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think he's going to, I can see him not getting to us either. No, I mean, a lot of people are thinking that ATL or Miami. I think he's, he's so unique of, of a player that it might be worth rolling the dice on and seeing what we can, what we can do with him. It's not my ideal scenario, but I think that that's like 
really good weaponry for Jared Goff. And yeah. there, there are reasons I could be talked into this pick, but mm-hmm. it's not my ideal pick. I, I don't, I wouldn't love it, but for the value, what a physical beast he is and our coaching system possibly benefiting him. I've been slightly more uh, into it, I guess. Yeah. So like the nice thing about this is sitting at seven and not having the ability to trade out is one of the four guys that we've talked about will be available at that point. Yeah. You'd have to think so. I mean, because it goes quarterback, 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 which I mean, San Francisco has to be taking a quarterback. There's no way around that. Um, and then Atlanta, Cincinnati, and Miami. And who knows what they're going to do with those three picks? Because, I mean, Atlanta, they could take Trey Lance. They could take Kyle Pitts uh, or Jamar Chase. Cincinnati, while I think uh, Penne is like a basically a, a lock into that position, there's also rumors that, you know, they could take Jamar Chase. See, I, I don't buy into those, though, because, you know, they have, they have Tyler Boyd. They have T. Higgins. They have, like – I would see. I could see Kyle Pitts over Penny Stool, maybe. But like, well, they, they're saying Jamar Chase because he played with Joe Burrow and during that magical season. I don't so know. I just I don't I don't see. I it. think I think you would Penny Stool definitely number one, but I would actually do Jamar Chase number two. Interesting. I guess I forgot about the LSU connection yeah. with them, so that does make some sense. Yeah. If you're really going to build, that I mean, thing like Joe Burrow could be in there and be like got to take this guy you got to take him now screw me i'll get the ball (laughs) out in two seconds um and then miami is another one where it's like who who knows you know i i I think that they're probably going to take some weaponry for tua um which unfortunately means pits or chase that could be a flip-flop too though man you know it could could be that they that the Bengals take the receiver and then uh the Dolphins are sitting there, and they got Penny Sewell sitting there that we're going to protect Tua for you know for the future. And yeah. I think the more popular opinion is that they're going to take a receiver. Miami is going to take a receiver because they want to give Tua some you know some, and they got just an arsenal to work with. Yeah. They just have a pretty underwhelming receiving core right now. So the worst thing that would happen for us probably is Pitts, Penny, Chase, because then. You know, I, I love Micah Parsons, and I'm still rooting for him to be at number seven, but I don't think people would be extremely thrilled about that. My Hey, my number one pick is there, uh, Rashawn Slater. That's yeah. my number one. He's still on the board. It's there. crazy because I, I literally have not seen – I mean, I only look at mock drafts for, like, the first ten picks to see, like, what they have us doing, um, and I haven't seen him on there. He's going to be the second offensive lineman off the board, okay. no doubt. Um, all right, well, I, I have one more guy that I want to talk about. Um, and it's, it's kind of, kind of divisive, kind of spicy, but if Trey Lance was sitting there Mm. at seven, this is my number three. I wouldn't rule it out scenario. And, uh, I, I'm, I sound like such a contrarian on the show because I've just been like the other shows have been saying that you got to surround golf. You got to take a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. You got to give golf, but we're talking about, this is option C for me. This is like not option a, I mean, Justin Fields could be there too. But if yeah, if Justin Fields or Trey Lance is there, one of these really intriguing quarterbacks. I mean, if you really believe in them and you really think that they're going to be special, like you don't get that many chances to take those guys, and like just maybe you should do it. Maybe it's going to be an unpopular pick, and maybe it's going to be an epic fail. You don't really know. I guess that's kind of the risk you run in the first round with these high end draft picks that they could they could fail, especially quarterbacks. 
I think it's really detrimental to Jared Goff. I think that bringing a seventh, you know, round draft pick quarterback, or well, sorry, you the pick yeah, yeah. draft quarterback into the room, like that's not going to inspire Goff to, no. you know, do- especially when you're like, you're leaving up like really good weapons up on the board. It's yeah, it's 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 almost it's worse than a Jordan Love situation. Honestly, yeah. it's pretty bad. But um, if we're thinking about the long term longevity of the franchise here, and you see the guy who you think could get you to the promised land, their quarterback, then you can't pass that up. And I don't I don't think that anyone at that point in this draft class right now I don't think that they're really going to be like elite game-changing quarterbacks based on just what we know of them right now. Probably wrong because usually there is a guy that will be one that squeaks in. There's a Russell Wilson. Yeah. You know, there's someone like that later in the draft. It just There's a Tom Brady. Like We always get proven wrong. But yeah. um, no, I, I I don't think I would I would hate it if they if they did it. I think I'm kind of open-minded in this draft to who they're going to pick. I just, it's it's such a question mark with, with that San Fran trade that kind of just, that kind of just changed the complete outlook of this draft. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Plus, you know, it's going to be super interesting regardless of what they do um, because I really do think that Holmes and Campbell just want to make a splash right out the gate, you know. So I can I can definitely see that. Although I really do think that Brad Holmes has confidence in Goff. Um, I do too. So I don't I do know. I, I think there – I still agree with you. I think there is a chance they do that. Um, I think it's – a slim one. All all of his comments yeah. have said he likes the class. He, I mean, I mean, I know we've talked about it saying yeah. that he's playing the game, but he really has gone on record and said that he likes this quarterback. Class. And there's also, you know, I, I can easily see us in three or four, maybe taking a quarterback. I we think we have would, to. Yeah. We, yeah, we have to. I know we signed like Ryan Finley or something from the, or no, who was it? The, uh, Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. We brought in Tim, Tim Boyle. Boyle. I mean, we need to have an option yeah. <laughs> at, at backup. And, uh, hey, I mean, like I said earlier, like a Kellen Mond is sitting there in round two, like yeah. that's kind of spicy. I like that. I'd be much more in favor of that if we did like one yeah. of the guys we talked about in round one and round two high. You take like yeah. a Kellen Mond like, just to roll the dice if he's any good. Um, I'm, I'm more into that idea. But, yeah, um, yeah it's option C. Uh, it's it's not my favorite, but it's, it's one that I could see potentially happening. It's one I could probably live with but it's really going to make this Jared Goff investment look really bad and not going to work out well for him. No, definitely not. All right, that's going to do it for us on this week's episode. Uh, Be sure to tune in next week. Um, I think we're going to be doing an episode later in the week um, so we can actually uh, recap the first couple of rounds of the draft and go over what the Lions do end up doing with the seventh overall pick. In an ideal world, uh, we'd love to do a draft preview and review oh, show. Yeah, so right, yeah. we'll, we'll see how it works out. We, yeah. we might have time to do both. But, uh, no, we, we tried to get into the Lions a little bit this week, their their draft, just to really kind of hammer down who we, we like. But the next show, if we're going to do a review – or, yeah – preview show it's going to be more of like a comprehensive look at all the teams and like just that's going to be the show that's it we're just going to talk mm-hmm. about who we think is going to take what how the top 10 is going to go how the first round is really going to go and um, all the implications of the draft so it should be fun this is an exciting time the season's finally starting and uh we're i mean we're kind of heading to a, a boring part of the offseason after the draft but you know the, the wheels are turning so yeah. we're gonna get going here uh be sure to follow us on twitter at gridiron zeros um be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Um, 
lots of fun new animations coming on those videos. Yeah, we're going to soup them up a little bit. I know that they've been uh, a little boring to all four of our viewers, but uh, we're going right. to we're going to try and make those a little bit more fun and hopefully cast a bigger net and get some more people into the show. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. And uh, thanks for listening. All right. See you later.